Now for something a little bit different. What happens when you take two airline pilots, a bunch of flight attendants, and some weird passengers and put them in a plane for two hours? Well, you're against Sky Talk Radio, I'm guessing. That's exactly right. An aviation podcast that blows the boring lid off of airline flying. It's Sky Talk Radio. Okay, folks, it's that time again for another exclusive story from Skytalk Radio. All right, Curbs, I got another story for you. This one's from uh, the (laughs) the archives of history. History? Um, I always slept in history classes. (laughs) Have you heard of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force? What in the world... No. Well, this is like in 1945. Oh, it's the, the, they call them WAFs, W-A-A-F, Women's Auxiliary Air Force. So like Wi-Fi? Yeah, no, not even close. <laughs> okay, so here's the story. On February 14, 1945, leading aircraft woman, Margaret Horton, a Royal Air Force Women's Auxiliary Air Force pilot, was assigned a familiar job sit on the horizontal stabilizer of a Spitfire to help hold the tail down while it taxied on a windy day. (laughs) Unfortunately, nobody thought to tell the pilot, Flight Lieutenant Neil Cox, that she would be jumping aboard. Horton later admitted that the squadron was run in a slap-happy way. Oh, boy. The normal drill was for the tail sitter to grab the aircraft's elevator and waggle it before the pilot turned onto the runway so he would know she was hopping off. But this time, Cox made a casual gesture out of the cockpit that Margaret took to mean, hang on, don't go yet. Wow, big mistake. Big mistake. As the Spitfire accelerated down the runway, Horton had the good sense to quickly flop across the tail cone where she was held in place by the vertical fin, her legs to the right and her torso to the left. Oh my goodness, another, yeah, another WAF who had seen what was happening dashed off to tell a flight sergeant who ran to the control tower. Cox was ordered to make a quick circuit and land, but wasn't told why. Between Horton's death grip on the elevator with her left hand, plus the Spitfire's tail heaviness, Cox had already figured that something was amiss. He couldn't see as far as his airplane's empennage. Relieved to be back on the ground, Horton announced that after a change of panties and a cigarette, she would be good to go back to work. She was later fined for losing her uniform beret during the short trip around the pattern. Oh, man. Can you believe it? All of that, and you lost your hat, and now you're going to have to pay a fine. fine. I'd be like, good night. Yeah, I, don't, I still don't know how that guy didn't know she was in that Yeah. I mean, you That's would think. You think that I is just real. picture her hanging on for dear life. It's a bit fire. It's a bit fire. It's a pretty yeah. fast airplane. It's a very fast airplane. And there's your story from U.S. history. See? It can be fun. You made it. And back by popular demand from the archives of 70s TV, it's another episode of How Come? (laughs) 
Did you hear the exciting news? I had me a layover in the city that never sleeps. Las Vegas. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, you know how Vegas can be, and many people lose all their money. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, I decided to skip all that and went to a car auction instead. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, I accidentally bought a car without really knowing it. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, it turns out that it was quite the heated battle, and the other bidder offered me $5,000 if he could buy the car instead. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, I did the dumbest thing that you could do in Vegas, and I took that $5,000 to the casino. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Because I put that $5,000 on the color red on the roulette wheel, and I won. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, I didn't think Lady Luck would stay with me so long, so I went to the craps table instead. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, I asked the guy what to do, and he said to play the pass line, and sure enough, I won again. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, now I have $10,000, and they made me fill out one of those IRS forms. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, I decided to take the entire crew out to dinner, my treat. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, you know, those flight attendants, they drink like fish, and it ended up costing me $1,000. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, I wrote that $1,000 off as a loss, you know, the cost of doing business. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, I went back to that car auction and started looking for a car again. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, they don't really have any good cars for $10,000. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, instead, I bought an airplane. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, I sold that airplane a day later to the car guy, that, and he paid me $10,000 more than I bought it for. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. How come? Well, the state of Nevada asked me to leave because I was making too much money. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. How come? Well, now I have enough money to pay my union dues. Oh, that's good. You're darn right that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Cannon Curves. Sky Talk Radio. All right, it's story time again at Sky Talk Radio. Is this another history lesson, Ken? Actually, no, this isn't a history lesson. It's, oh, my it's goodness. kind of a depressing story. Uh-oh. It takes place in 1997, so it's not like... Old, old history, but, you know, fairly recent. Okay. All right, this one's called Air is Not Oxygen. Air is not free? Yeah, air is not oxygen. <laughs> An aerial photographer and his assistant on April 1st, 1997, climbed to almost 28,000 feet in an unpressurized Cessna 337D Skymaster that had been modified to carry a through-floor through camera. They were on oxygen, of course, breathing through face masks. You ever do that in, like, a single-engine airplane? Uh, negative, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I have. It's not fun. Anyway, the assistant remembers the pilot... You talk like this guy? Do you yes, talk? you okay. do. The, pilot, the assistant remembers the pilot reaching back to turn on the oxygen tank valve. She felt the cool flow of air into her mask and noted that the indicator in the oxygen line had flipped from red to green, indicating a positive flow. 
As the Cessna climbed through 20,000 feet, however, she felt dizzy and disoriented, and she closed her eyes, the last thing she remembers about the flight. Oh, no. Yep. Air traffic control was unable to contact the pilot through its radar painted the airplane climbing through its assigned altitude of 25,000 feet and reaching 27,700 feet, then descending rapidly to 26,000 before disappearing from the scope about 15 miles west of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. Yeah. The Cessna had come apart because of the extreme stresses of an uncontrolled high-speed spiral dive and the pilot dead of hypoxia uh. at the control. Through a horrible April Fool's Day mix-up, the airplane's portable oxygen tank had been filled with ordinary compressed air, not oxygen. Fine for scuba divers, mm. but fatal for pilots. Shedding its left outboard wing, tail booms, and empennage, the four-seat cabin, a pod about the size of a uh, subcompact car, fell nearly five miles and ended up in a tree on a golf resort. With the right wing remaining and the cabin and two engines at one end of it, again, a maple seed spiral almost certainly slowed the descent. The woman in the right seat survived. Holy smokes. With minor cuts and bruises, apparently having better having been better acclimated than the pilot to flying at Everest altitudes while breathing what was essentially ambient air. Oh, Can you man. The girl survived. That's incredible. Yeah. I did a flight one time in a Mooney 251, and we were at 270. And the airport, 27,000 feet. 27,000 feet. Yep. And it had an intercooled engine. And we had the, the nose cannula. Is oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And um, now, this is back when I was young and stupid, right? But I Now he's old do, and... Yeah, now he's old and crusty. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to do this experiment where... You do not experiment in airplanes. Me. Just listen. Just listen. listen. I wanted to do this experiment. I had a buddy with me. And I was like, I want to take off my nose cannulas... And then I want to write down the numbers, one, two, three, four, five, and see how far I can get because I don't know what my symptoms of right. hypoxia are. Right. So idea. I'm like, what, uh, 24 maybe, 25? Did you get the two? I got the tube. No. The, Did you get the number two? No. So the, let me tell you the <laughs> story. This is really cool. But it was stupid at the same time. So I started writing, and I'm like, one, two, three, four. And as I got to four, I'm like, holy cow. This is really weird. Like, I don't, I can really feel this. So I'm starting to write, and I'm, as I'm writing, it's getting sloppier. Five, six, seven, eight, and I get up to ten and twelve, and then I'm, and then all of a sudden, um, the guy that was sitting next to me said, "You were laughing and smiling because I'm like, <laughs> I can't figure out how to make a two. And I remember going, "How in the world do you make a two? And then I, and my face went from happy to boom. And then I was out. You passed out? I, I just went forward, and the minute I did, he had his finger on the on the oxygen oh, plug. Oh, put it back on your nose. And, then, and it, it took just one breath. Wow. And you're immediately back. And that was my really stupid story. And I think I have that picture saved somewhere. I'll look in my file. I'll dig Does it out. Does your fingernails turn a color? No. Nope. But it wasn't. 
but 20 maybe 20 seconds yeah you know where we where we wow but now i know you know my lips my lips start to tingle mm. and I, I feel it in my chin and then all of a sudden out go the at least you know your hypoxia symptoms yeah some people get a headache some people yeah. see double vision some people have other things but for me you don't know, want to know what happens to the curbs and the air inside his body at a hypoxia. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. <laughs> do you have something? Uh, not right now. Oh, okay. Oh, this is a different story. <laughs> yes. Let me cue up the music. <laughs> well, now you've done it. You went and wasted another perfectly good half hour listening to Sky Talk Radio, but don't worry. We're going to be back next week, folks, with some more crazy stories. So grab your iPad, your iPhone, your Android, your laptop, whatever it is that you can access a podcast to, and fire that thing up because we're coming back. So see ya. Folks from the Flight Deck, thanks for listening. Radio brought to you by airspeedjunkie.com.